0: The IE Business Podcast, in association with PwC, a dedicated private business team built around you. Hello there, and welcome to the IE Business Podcast, in association with PwC. Talking to me today is Limerick School of Art and Design graduate Aoife McNamara, who created the eponymous sustainable clothing brand. Before setting up her company pre-COVID, Aoife worked in the top two fashion capitals of the world. New York, where she did an internship with Marc Jacobs, and Paris, where she got a job with PR firm Rainbow Wave during fashion week, all before she turned 25. She has since set up her business in her home county of Limerick. Aoife, you're very welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm delighted to be here.
0: Well, I don't think I'd be the only one after hearing all that to ask why did you decide to come back to Ireland to pursue a career in fashion after New York and Paris?
1: I think anybody who has lived abroad um, knows once they come home, they're like, oh my God, I miss Ireland. I miss Irish people, um, our heritage. You know, it's only really when I went abroad, I noticed that like living in New York. I love living in New York. I love living in Paris. But I think I've just such a strong connection to home um i've such an inspiration drawn from home and especially with my creativity i feel like really where i live now i'm living in county clare out in like by la hinch i suppose a lot of people know la hinch, but it's it's also near the burning county clare it's where i get all my inspiration and for me this is just where i feel alive at creativity and it's really where i source all my inspiration so yeah home Home, I suppose, is a huge part of my journey and a huge part of my story and what I'm trying to do as an Irish designer. So I think it's important for me. I'm always going to travel, but I think, you know, Ireland is always going to be my base.
0: And, you know, before we get into the, the career that you've built in fashion in Ireland so far, I'm just curious about your, uh, the PR move when you were in Paris. Is that something that kind of came your way or something that you went out of your way to pursue? And, and why was that important, if so?
1: Yeah, exactly. So, leaving college, like everyone, you're like, okay, is this area of fashion exactly what I want to do? I knew it was the fashion industry, but I was like, is it design? And then I was like, do you know what? I'm going to go to Paris, no French, no job, but I'm going to, I had actually that one job that you mentioned there for Fashion Week. But after that, I was like, I'm going to dabble in loads of different areas. So, I did like magazine, styling, journalism, um, and then I came back to fashion. So, I really just wanted to figure out is design what I love truly in fashion because that's what I've always done since I was young in college um, and always what I wanted to do. But then I just really wanted to, I suppose, reconfirm that with myself and test out these different areas, I suppose, while I was still young and while I could do that. Um, So, yeah, it was Mm -hmm. was just to figure it out, I suppose.
0: And would you call yourself a business person first or a designer first out of interest?
1: I would say a designer, but I actually think since starting a business, i would you have to be a business person first creativity comes second and i hate to say that but it's the fact of it i feel like you know running a business you're wearing 5000 hats um so sometimes you know you have to i suppose you should be that leader you should be the business person first and then you have to make time for creativity and i actually found that really hard in the first year when i started up the business because i was like i I need i i was so used to having so much flexibility around my time and creativity and I suppose once you have a team and once you have a million other things to do other than just design, um, then yeah, you really have to be really tight with your schedule. But I've learned that over, I'm four years on now. So I've I've figured out where, where I can have my creativity. So it's really when I'm working from home, I have my creative days. Um, like today is one of my creativity days. And I really block off time in the morning um, to have those, no phone, no distractions. So yeah, it's really figuring out when You have to be that business person and when you can be that creative person
0: Mm -hmm. and to set up your own company with your own designs do you think you have to have a business mindset like not only in ireland but elsewhere in the world or you know is that kind of a unique to ireland as the fashion industry not um i don't know has it not evolved enough yet just for people just to be designers Do, do you have to have that business piece in order to get your get your designs out there really
1: yeah, I think everybody has to have if you're gonna start a business, you have to have a bit of you know, a bit of like not a bit, a lot of understanding of business in you. I think it's so incredibly important. I was very fortunate that my father has a business, my sister two sisters have a business. Um, you know, I was surrounded So it was kind it. of
0: written in the stars. A bit, <laughs> yeah, you know? I think it's I, in I the blood. Up,
1: I grew up with it, I suppose. I grew up looking at my father yeah, and looking at my sister, doing it all the time. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's so important to educate yourself on that side of it because you can have the best product in the world. But if you can't sell it, if you don't know what your margins are, if you don't know how to scale it, then, you know, then you, then it's a hobby. Um, mm-hmm. And I learned that again, it took me two, three years to learn that, that that from going from a hobby to a business to actually making money. Um, so, yeah, I think it's really important to, to know how to run the business.
0: Just in general, has there been a bit of a, an evolution In Ireland, with fashion, you see a lot more designers come to the come to the uh, forefront. And I suppose it's a little bit more competition as well, in a way.
1: Yeah, well, it's brilliant. I don't see I suppose I wouldn't look at other designers coming up as competition. I think it's incredible. I I want to see more Irish design here in Ireland. I think we have so much talent and I don't want it to leave. I want it to stay here and I want it to become a huge hub for, for Irish design.
0: And um, as we were talking about earlier, you set up pre-COVID. How has the landscape for the fashion sector changed uh, before and after COVID?
1: It was 2019. I launched the brand. It was the end of 2019. So it was sort of like just a few months before. So we got our, our toes wet um, with the excitement of the Christmas. But then it was literally like, I think it was March or something that it was. But um, what I really got to do during that time um, was really take a step back because so I suppose I was working really hard in the business throughout that year to get it launched and I really got to take a step step back from create into creativity and really i suppose have an overview of okay what again do I want this business to become and I think during the pandemic a lot of people really started to want to support local they started to understand how important it is to, to support your local suppliers that if you're buying from a local designer you're actually, buying from 10 more people in that supply chain around you as well. It's not just about me as a designer that they're supporting. They're literally supporting John Hanley Woolmills, who's in Tipperary. They're supporting the wool supplier. They're supporting the seamstress. You know, it's it's not just about supporting one person when you're supporting local. It's literally a whole community. And I think people really started to understand that in the during the pandemic. Um, it gave people, I think, a bit of time to understand that side of, of the supply chain, you know, that we weren't getting loads of stuff imported that, OK, what's local around me that I can look to and support? So I think it was a really interesting time for for local design.
0: And do you think that interest in local and shopping local and getting, you know, local materials, has that continued post-COVID or are people going back to their old ways?
1: Yeah, it's a really hard one because I think one of the biggest, not, well, I suppose it is the problem is the cost of local and you know it's a lot more expensive for people to buy slow fashion rather than fast fashion and that is one of the biggest problems if not the biggest problems that that people find the barrier to breaking into buying sustainable clothes because they're more expensive but I think a big thing for us is really bringing it back to education and I feel like actually in the past year my 50% of my role has split into being an educator or inspiring as I suppose I like to say more um you know because I feel like once we educate people on again what i was saying about the amount of people they're supporting then that's really when they're like okay i don't need 10 tops from pennies or zara i'm going to save up and i'm going to buy one item from efa or one item from a slow fashion brand instead and have this for years to come and give it to my children so i think it's really trying to shift that conscious consumer mindset is a really big part of what i've been trying to do in the past year and it's really where we're starting to embrace conscious movement mornings and um, rewilding retreats and really bringing it back to within, because that's really what I learned in the past year. I was I, I was trying to sell slow fashion, sustainable clothes, but I felt like people didn't understand why they're priced so high. And it's sort of back to that disconnect that people have from. The price of a slow fashion garment and it's like buying um i suppose it's like buying local food i always i think you know slow fashion and local food they're the exact same thing people understand why they're buying organic or organic vegetables and I, it's like that organic fabrics are the exact same you know so for me it's really trying to make sense of it for my consumers to understand why they're purchasing off us
0: Hmm. Um, and I think that's a, a such a good point that my old home ec teacher used to say that when she was growing up, she used to say she was too poor to buy cheap when she was like in college and stuff like that. So buying things that are going to last. Obviously, it, it actually works out cheaper in the long run because you're not yeah. going through several different products or you know that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so you talked a lot about how the business has changed it since you established it, and I want to touch on the costs uh, a little bit later. But you know, you do offer holistic events now, you also work with uh, you've partnered with designers and artists, and you sell them on your website. But something that hasn't changed is the sustainability piece, like that's always been at the core of your brand. But you also changed from Aoife Ireland to Aoife McNamara. That was the original vision, wasn't it? So why did you decide to just go with your full name for the brand?
1: Yeah, it it, it no big, I suppose, no big um, deal. But like, it was literally just, I suppose, it happened as we were growing the brand um, and for it to be international, we just decided to go with Aoife McNamara rather than Aoife Ireland. Yeah, there was no big, yeah. I suppose, reason behind it. Um, yeah I was just it's good to
0: have your name on your business as well I suppose everyone's going to remember but yeah so on the on the sustainability piece um, congratulations by the way I know that uh, you just received B Corp certification uh, being the first fashion brand in Ireland to do so uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken um, which is an international recognition for environmental and socially conscious business businesses Um, but the thing is I'm sure being sustainable as you said has set you back like quite a bit in times due to costs and that kind of thing. So why is it important to keep that part of the business? Like, would you ever just decide to maybe become a little bit less sustainable, get uh, cheaper, pro- you know, cheaper products, especially with inflation? Like, I mean, it is I, I I would imagine that it has cost more to be sustainable.
1: Absolutely. I mean, my my job would be a lot easier if I wasn't a sustainable <laughs> designer. But it's it's rooted in my it's rooted in my why it's rooted in my mission it's rooted in everything that i'm doing as a designer it's not just about for me it's not just about being a sustainable brand because it's cool or important for marketing or anything like that at the moment for me it's literally the reason why i started the brand back in 2019 i i suppose i've worked for international brands all over the world and i really just wanted to make change i was i can't like when I figured out that the fashion industry was the second biggest polluter behind the oil industry in the world, I just I couldn't comprehend why we're still producing fast fashion. Like why why is that happening? I was like, why aren't brands making change? Why aren't the government making change? Why is this still happening? So, for me, it's rooted I suppose from an emotional spot. So I think it's it's something that I'd never change, and something that's just so rooted within me that it's Earth logic. It's not growth logic for me. Every single uh, decision I I make in the company is rooted in that. So, yeah, it's 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 a huge why and the mission of yeah. the brand.
0: Um, And, you know, cost is the obvious thing with sustainability. Um, but being the first fashion brand in Ireland to receive that certification, do you like, do you think there'll be more um, inclination from other fashion and fashion companies to do the same? Or do you think there's enough support or enough spotlight on on sustainability in Ireland for fashion and what do you know what do you think could be done more is it the state aid is it more education
1: yeah yeah so like this is really what I want the brand to be it's again it's not just a clothing brand I want it to create it's a movement it's a it's a change in the fashion industry and and I really do I see so many up and coming incredible designers incredible people in Ireland doing amazing things with sustainability. So I really do believe this is the start of it. I think there's gonna be a lot more companies becoming B Corp in Ireland. I think we're only getting to introduce it to the fashion industry at the moment. And I do think there's a huge, even with the B Corp movement, we have loads of even events, helping people understand what it's all about, how you can sign up, how you can join the movement. And it's really a community. Like for me, it's not about, it's amazing, it's incredible. That we're the first B Corp fashion company in Ireland. But for me, I want there to be millions of fashion companies that are B Corp in Ireland. You know, it's not about, oh, we're better than these. You know, we want everyone to be there with us. And that's the whole point of B Corp. B Corp. It's about a community. It's about working together. It's not about looking at around you and competition. That's just not what we're about and not what B Corp is about. So for me, that was one thing I also loved about B Corp. You know, it's all about supporting others and working together to figure out how we can make change in the industry and not in just fashion industry, but in every industry um so yeah i think it's it's a huge a movement that's only starting and i do think that we're going in this direction i see it in all industries so yeah i think it's really going to take off mm-hmm.
0: and then you know apart from the, the costly business of being sustainable, obviously worth it. But, you know, we have been uh, in an inflationary environment in the last year. How has that impacted your business? And I, I expect materials have ha- the cost of materials have gone up substantially, um, even if you're getting them from Ireland. Would you say that or what has been the main input cost for you?
1: Yeah, it's it's hard. And of course, the same as every single business around the world, you know, um, we've all been affected by it and, yeah, costs have gone up. Um, but us, again, we have to go back and I put my business hat on and I have to think, OK, what are the margins now? We have to put up our prices. Um, but I, I think, it, you know, it's. We're all in the same boat, you know, when it comes to inflation and we just have to do what the margins, I suppose, work and what way it tells us to work. Um, so, so, yeah, it's a definitely challenging, but I think a lot of businesses, all businesses are in the same boat. So we just need to figure it out and get through it.
0: And I thought what was interesting was you look at the big bellwethers in the fashion industry, like uh, Louis Vuitton, Maui um, Hennessy, that company, and they still saw really big spending post-COVID, like people were still interested in spending um, on on luxury items, even in an inflationary environment. Um, is that something that you saw as well? So even putting up costs, are people becoming more cost conscious in Ireland or are they still buying um these quality goods and they are luxury goods as well or have you seen a little bit of a drop off
1: no i i think i suppose there's always there's always going to be people i suppose who have money and there's always going to be you know people who are finding it more difficult so i suppose it is a luxury product it's not something that is essential so i suppose we're hitting that target market audience who have the budget for it so we have been fortunate that we haven't seen a drop off um in the past year um with it so yeah, we're, we're very fortunate that we have loyal customers who, you know, who are returning customers year on year, um, who know the brand, who wear the brand, you know, since day one, who has supported us. So, so we've been very fortunate in that way. But yeah, we've definitely we've definitely seen, you know, it difficult in other areas. But um, yeah, we have been fortunate with our customers.
0: Um, And something else that's coming down the line for goods makers in Ireland are Brexit controls, Uh, Brexit border controls next year. Is that something that you're thinking about? Um, I suppose that can has been kicked down the line so much that Irish producers and makers have kind of been like, oh, it'll come when it comes. But really, it it says January that it's going to come in. We don't know. It could be October again of next year. But is that something that's playing on your mind as an exporter as well? I know that you do uh, deliver abroad
1: i know it's a hard one um but do you know who's we've been lucky with the local enterprise offices they've been brilliant for navigating it for us you know helping us really figure out i think for for areas like this that it's not my knowledge i always just go to the experts experts and ask them their advice whether it's my accountant um anyone like that the local enterprise offices they're brilliant for for different support systems around this um and yeah again we just need to learn from them and figure out how we can navigate through it because we're always going to get challenges challenges like this thrown at us in business and it's not about sitting there and i suppose worrying about it it's about okay this is the problem how can i solve it um and then figuring out who are those people that can help me solve it if you don't have all the answers who can i ask so yeah it's you get you're like a firefighter every day you're just trying to put out fires but yeah it's just Figuring out a roadmap to get around the fires or put out the fires,
0: mm-hmm. and is that a big part of you running your business as well? Would you have a lot of people on in the background, kind of not maybe not even investors, but either would you have a lot of consultants in the background for Efa McNamara?
1: Absolutely, I've I've so many different mentors. Like Chupi Sweetman is a huge mentor to me. I did Going for Growth this year, an amazing entrepreneurial um, course. If anyone's starting business or in business out there i definitely recommend doing going for growth um but yeah i have loads of different mentors and like that you sort of call on different people for different areas and they're so incredibly important like you can't do it alone and you know being an entrepreneur can be lonely sometimes but so it's so important to have those different people that you know in your network that you can call upon in all these different areas and yeah i have a huge support system behind me um so i'm very fortunate but um yeah, it took me a while to, I suppose, figure out who mm-hmm. the exact people are that you can call upon for the different areas.
0: And in terms of you know, financial support, would you ever look at a further investment or getting investment, growing the business a bit more?
1: Yeah, so we've never gotten any investment to date. Um, definitely something we would look at, not next year, but when we're going, say, to the US, I think it's something we might look at um, but yeah it's I'm it's not right now because I'm happy like we're I bootstrapping is nice you know at the very start we're four years in but it's still we're going well with bootstrapping so we're going to see how that goes and then investment is definitely on the cards um, for international scaling
0: great and you hinted at my next question is what's next free for Ireland and so I thought you know maybe expansion in Ireland, but you mentioned the States there. So what's the plan for the US?
1: Yeah, so the the next year we're really planning on um, going into wholesale in Ireland. And it's something that we've never done because I I suppose when you start a brand, it's your baby. So you're like, you're so conscious in where you put it. And we've done amazing, incredible pop ups around ireland to date which i suppose i've really gotten to curate the space but something i really want to do in the next year is you know leave it off into wholesalers like giving your baby away but really i want to try that next year and that's the big vision for us and then um we're going um we're looking into european countries for wholesalers and then the us um yeah is is on the roadmap so yeah we, we have like a few different steps to get through but us is is the trajectory which is exciting
0: oh wow and I know you operate, uh, you run the business out of Efa Efa McNamara's cottage in Limerick. So can you imagine an Efa McNamara cottage in Times Square, New okay. York? Just this little a little cottage covered in flowers.
1: <laughs> I know. Would you believe we actually did a talk in uh, Paris? One of my mentors, actually Ashley, Ashley McDonald, incredible lady, but that was like their vision for the brand they were like oh my god imagine a a little cottage in new york in brooklyn or somewhere cool like that you know and it's incredible to think that the cottage is so resonated with the brand at the moment you know even like it's our it's obviously our home and we love it um but yeah to have that heritage you know as our building as our as our home we're so we're so delighted to be able to have that and yeah exactly be able to bring that to new york that would be incredible imagine (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. and I suppose like in Ireland what would you want uh, or what do you need to be able to expand your business um, do you know let's talk about let's say the recent budget was there enough there for small businesses do you think I know that there was a 250 million package that no one really knows what's in it you know uh, for small businesses uh, so do you think there's enough support there uh, to grow, grow businesses like yours
1: yeah it, it's like since day one I have been very fortunate with local like local enterprise office in limerick have been so incredibly good to me um so since day one we have gotten great support um and even enterprise ireland who were that would be our next step um we're going to be looking at them so yeah i think there is it's hard to guess you, you know like you nearly the time that you have to put into it sometimes you know because you're so busy with you know doing ten thousand other things um, it does take a lot of time, but I think there is so much support there for, for businesses. You just have to put in the time to, I suppose, be able to get the mentoring or be able to get the budgets or the different grants um, that are available. But yeah. when you put that time in, they have incredible stuff for us.
0: Well, Aoife, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Thanks so much for coming on the IE Business Podcast.
1: Of course. Thanks for having me.
0: Join me for another episode of the IE Business Podcast next week. The IE Business Podcast in association with PwC, a dedicated private business
1: team built around you.